I think the biggest thing was not putting myself in a box of I'm not good enough to run a marathon or I don't have enough experience to run a marathon. So similar to what Harrison said, but like for me, I know it was running a marathon um, and training for a full marathon has really allowed me to um, find myself and have confidence in myself and in my abilities. And so I think it's just important for anyone who not, not, not necessarily if they want to like become physically fit, but just if they want to become like, just like mentally fit, emotionally fit, like running is, is kind of a whole 360 thing for me. Like it's going to do that to give you the, the tools that you need to like be the best version of yourself. And that's been my experience. So here's the question, how do runners like us remain active, get stronger and heal from injuries without being told to stop running and create a healthy life for ourselves so we can continue to hit PRs well into our 40s and 50s? This is the question, and this podcast is the answer. My name is Dr. Dwayne Scotty, physical therapist, running coach, and creator of Spark Physical Therapy, where we help active adults be able to run without aches and pains so you can feel good about yourself again. Welcome to the Healthy Runner Podcast. Hey, runner, before we get into this episode, I want to know, have you ever wanted to run at your most confident and strongest without having to think or spend time wondering what you need to do for workouts so you can stay sane running and feel good about yourself again? Well, that's exactly what I help runners do in the Healthy Runner Strength Program. For 18 years, I've been helping runners get stronger all over the world who struggle with reoccurring injuries or those that struggle with knowing exactly what exercises to do to improve their running. I myself am an adult onset runner and suffered the common running injuries that many get like hamstring pain, knee pain, and plantar fasciitis. It wasn't until I figured out how to strength train in order to run that I was able to stop getting injured and was able to hit PRs and run 23 half marathons over the past nine years. All the while maintaining my mental sanity by getting in my daily stress relieving runs. This program is perfect for the dedicated runner who constantly gets injured during training cycles or the beginner runner who doesn't know what to do to strengthen their body for running. I see a lot of runners who are coming back from an injury and don't know how to train differently now that they are weaker than they used to be and they want to come back stronger than they were before. Here's how the program works. This 12-week strength training program will take 60 to 90 minutes of your dedicated time, two to three times a week, that you will improve your confidence and strength without having to wonder what to do for workouts in order to run, to maintain sanity through structured, running-specific total body workouts. So if that describes you and you want to be able to improve your confidence and get stronger without having to think or spend time wondering what you need to do for workouts so you can stay sane running and feel good about yourself again, just click the link in the show notes to this episode and join the Healthy Runner Strength Program today and let's take your running to the next level. Without further delay, let's get into today's episode. All right. Welcome and thank you for tuning in to another episode on the Healthy Runner podcast as we are live within the Healthy Runner Facebook group with two guests today to talk to you about 
how to start running and marathon training for beginners. So hey, hey. today <laughs> we have, you can go ahead, say, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't contain my excitement, Dwayne. <laughs> I know, that's awesome. So today, guys, we have the amazing duo of Mo and Harrison Crum from Marathon Training for Beginners podcast. They're going to share their story and educate us on how they got started running, nutrition and fueling, shoes, training without injuries, and so much more for beginner runners. So welcome to the show, Mo and Harrison. Hello, everyone. Hey, everybody. <laughs> We're excited to be here. Thank you, Dwayne, for uh, taking the time with us and everybody listening. Oh, yeah. It's an honor. No, I am Thank super you so much. Oh, you're welcome. No, I'm super pumped to have you guys on. Um, so guys, runners out there, it, or even if you don't consider yourself a runner, right? So that's what I love about your guys' show is that even if you don't consider yourself a runner, are you wondering what you should wear to start running? Or can a beginner runner run a marathon? Or how should a beginner train for a marathon? Or how long does it take to train for a marathon for a beginner? Right. So these are all the questions that we're going to kind of get into and uh, delve into during this episode. So Mo and Harrison are going to share the strategies that they learned as they started out as beginner runners. And for those of you who are here on the Facebook Live within our Healthy Runner Facebook group, uh, throw down live in the comment box there. And if you're catching the replay, thank you so much for catching the replay. Let us know you caught it. Type in hashtag team replay and we'll give you a little shout out. Um, so let's get started with our dynamic warm-up. So now I know you guys are a big fan of the Spark dynamic warm-up that we have, the <laughs> yes. Healthy Runner dynamic warm-up. Um, yeah. But Huge this yes. is the first question we ask all our guests and uh, ladies first. So let's start with you, Mo. Yeah. So hi, everyone. I'm Mo Crum and my husband, Harris, and I, we reside in Gilbert, Arizona. We've got two beautiful children, a boy and a girl. And we are just so happy to be here. We're both beginner runners. Um, yeah. Our story is pretty much like the neighbor next door. We, I never considered myself a runner. He never considered himself a runner. And how it happened was just very naturally. And it's just been an amazing experience to be able to connect with people and this passion for running and learning how, how do I run? Where do I go? You know, so yeah. yeah. Hi. <laughs> hey, I'm Harrison. And we just want everybody to know that Look, this is a sport that all of us naturally know how to do. We were born walking and running and, you know, we all can do it, but the distance of a marathon or a half marathon is daunting. And so our objective is really to help everybody really understand and feel that this is something that anybody can do. Mm -hmm. It's daunting. And when you get out there and you start to search marathon training, it's like, what are all these terms? What does cadence mean? You know, what does tempo mean? Uh, what's a heel drop? Like there's so many things that you hear and you have no idea. We try to break that down in our podcast and hopefully tonight we can share a little bit of that with you. Yeah, no. And that's what I love about your podcast. And I'm trying to think because I, I want to say we probably messaged each other, like sent a DM on Instagram uh, back in the day. I feel like I literally remember the day it was a, it was a summer day and all, I love doing yard work, like a big like landscaper. <laughs> so I was like out in the yard. And what I listen to when I'm out there is podcasts. 
And I think I was like, I must've like had to like drop a post or something on Instagram. And I want to say like you DM me or I DM'd you. I forget how we saw each other and we got in a conversation. I was like, oh, cool. I got to like check out your podcast. And I remember actually being outside planning some uh, perennials and listening <laughs> to your first episode of your podcast. And I was like, wow, this is different. This is definitely different than many of the running podcasts I listen to. And I really, I really enjoyed it, even though I feel like I do have some experience now running, actually coming up on my 10 year run anniversary soon. Wow. Um, Congrats. Yeah. Like, I feel like I got some stuff under my belt, you know, like I know some knowledge, but I still enjoyed like every episode. Like I literally listened to every episode of your podcast. Wow. Honored. (laughs) But I love how you explain things and you quote unquote, ask those stupid questions, right? That like right. people are embarrassed to be like, what is cadence or what is a PR or a PB or like, yeah. what, what, I don't understand this lingo. And yeah. I'm, I'll be the first to tell you, like, sometimes I'm guilty as charged where I'll throw these terms around and I forget sometimes. And coach Kat in our community, she's always like reminding me because she's like passionate about working with beginner runners as well. And sometimes I like totally forget like, oh yes, duh. I'm saying that because I've just heard that lingo for so many years now, but let me just give a little shout out. You guys, you guys are like getting us a strong audience today, man. They're coming on strong. So I just want to give like a three whole people out, out there. <laughs> oh, man, we got, we got 20 people now on the live. Okay. So Marv is here. Uh, Whitney's here. Andrew's here. Billy's here. Billy just joined our uh, community. Hi, so I'm pretty sure hey, he's Billy. in your community. Uh, so Brianna's here. Thank you so much for joining. I'm glad you jumped on here today. And Whitney says, yay to Arizona. So Whitney's yes. in the uh, <laughs> Arizona area. So, she said Tucson? Uh, yes. Is that what you said? Okay. Oh, yep. awesome. That's enemy territory. Oh, Uh-oh. <laughs> so, no, we're both Sun Devils. Yeah. We're both Sun Devils. Yeah, but like my, my entire family in Tucson is the University of Arizona. So my entire family, they're Wildcats. Yeah. University of Arizona. Okay. So we have this like rivalry going on. Make no mistake, we're Sun Devils here. So, but I we love the Wildcats. We do. We love them. <laughs> no, Tucson's beautiful. Tucson's like what you picture when you think of like Arizona desert. Yeah, it's beautiful. Would, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, and I don't know those of you who are listening on the podcast, you're gonna have to check out the video version of this on the Spark Your Training YouTube channel because Harrison was throwing down like gang symbols. I don't even know what he was throwing down. He was like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that was, but apparently that's, that, that's okay. <laughs> that's that's uh. The trident. This is a trident. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, we should have explained okay. that. Yeah, yeah. It just naturally happens when we say sun devils. Yeah. Like okay. We're proud. We're proud. We're like, proud. Oh. But we do have to say real quick, Dwayne, uh, yeah. not to hijack your interview, but we did live on the East Coast for about five years. So we know your backyard too. And uh, gorgeous Connecticut. I mean, we, we just, we, we would live there still. The problem is that we have kids and we just, we couldn't make it work living out there without any family, but we love the East Coast. Yeah. Now you were in the Boston area, right? That's right. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. Um, love Boston. Don't like the baseball team. Sorry for you listeners oh. out there, but I am a huge Yankee fan, <laughs> right. yeah. but I love Boston. Boston's a great city it is a very, very good city. Uh, so maybe give um, folks a little background on when you ran your first race. So Harrison, I believe you ran your first marathon, right? First from listening to your podcast. Tell us when you did that. And then um, how many races have you run since? Yeah. Uh, it's funny because with COVID and everything, the numbers are probably going to seem really low. So I've really only run 
two official races and one virtual race. And then everything else has been just training runs. My very first race was the Gilbert, Arizona half marathon. And that was in 2019 in November. And then my very first marathon was this year, or I guess, 2020. I feel like we're still in 2020. Uh, it was in January, the rock and roll Phoenix marathon. And then for Mo, she has done a virtual half. Yes. I've only done well, I'm not going to say only I have done <laughs> a half marathon, but it was virtually because due to COVID. Um, so I am literally the definition of beginner. Like yep. We, we do not try at all to say that we know all these things or that we've done all these marathons. We're literally just going through the motions and trying to, you know, figure out along the way. So, but it's, yeah. it's been really exciting to see like our progression through it all. Yeah. And, and really we want to bring people along with us through the journey, you know, rather than having us already be elites or, you know, 30 races under our belt and then starting the podcast, it's no, we are just starting out. And so you guys can come along with us on the journey. Yeah, no, that's great. And Mo, you crushed your first half marathon, by the way, I heard your episode and yeah, no, uh, I think I agree with Harrison's take that you crushed that, uh, half marathon, especially without having the spectators around. Like yeah. the next live one that you do, you are going to crush it. And I did hear that little secret at the end of your episode <laughs> that your next race is going to be double that distance. Yeah. So that's exciting. <laughs> that is exciting. Yeah. Thank you. You are so kind. Um, I will definitely say when I first started training to run a marathon, I never even considered running a full marathon. That was not even on the docket, nothing. And then going through my training plan and then doing the half. And I, I came back and I was just so overcome with emotion and Harrison looked at me and I'm just like, I didn't want to do a full, like, this is going to happen. And it was just like this renewed sense of self. It was really cool. Cause I feel like I've really found myself through running. Um, and so I'm, I'm excited. Thank you. I'm really excited for the full. I, I really hope it's going to, you know, happen yeah. <laughs> with live spectators. Cause I think it's going to be interesting it was supposed to be in February and then it was supposed to be the Mesa marathon, Mesa, yeah. Arizona. And then they postponed that because of COVID. So now we're, we've got our eyes on Nashville mm -hmm. uh, rock and roll in April so far. Cool. It's still on. So we booked our flights. We're, we're going sweet. So yeah. Awesome. Yeah, no, it's going to be awesome. And hearing your story and the both of your story, actually, this reminded me of, it was literally about, it was a year ago today that my wife ran her first half marathon. Awesome. So we went down and did our first run Disney. And oh. that was literally last weekend um, was the anniversary. I was seeing like the post by run Disney. They were doing yeah. the virtual oh. this year and she ran her first, but how she described it was like exactly what you said, where, you know, it was just so emotional. Like, you know, and I ran it with her and just like crossing the finish line. And then it was so funny because I had her do a live within our healthy runner Facebook group. This is before I even started the podcast. And we kind of did like how you guys are sitting right now. I was literally sitting here in my dining room uh, with her. So I'm like getting deja vu right now. Um, oh. So it's crazy. It's like a year later. Um, yeah, but so no, cool. I love hearing stories like that on how running does change people. And it, it really does, right? Like as far as the mental clarity, just the self-esteem wise. And mm -hmm. like, I yeah. know myself, it's just, you're so much more productive in all aspects of life. And 
I think that's like the information you're sharing and hopefully through our podcast as well is we're just helping people and or keeping them company on their runs. Mm -hmm. Like I literally Mm -hmm. jumped on a call with the runner today and they're like, I was literally listening to you in my ears. It's crazy that I'm hearing you on the phone. And I'm like, okay, well, hopefully it was educational. (laughs) Oh yeah. Everything (laughs) you do, Dwayne is educational and like top the line for sure. That's why we're also grateful to be able to like connect with this community because you know, as beginners and knowing literally nothing, we're able to consult with professionals and those who do have this vast knowledge and kind of bring it all full circle. So it's been really cool to see that and to see the effects it's had on like our journey and also like friends around the world. So. Absolutely. And for those of you who are here on the live, let me know if you are a beginner runner yourself, or you're looking to run your first half marathon or your first marathon, just type in beginner into the comment box. And then also feel free to drop any questions like Mo and Harrison gave you like free reign, drop any questions that you have in the comment box and I'll get to them during the interview and we'll kind of get those in. So we want to hear from you guys um, as as you come in, Andrea says that she loves beginners and Robin. So thank you so much for joining Robin's here on the live. So guys, we're going to get into our first question. First question I have for you is can a beginner run a marathon? That's a good question, Dwayne. The answer is absolutely. Uh, because we're all beginners when we start everything in life, right? And marathoning is no different. Uh, a lot of people think, no, you had to have run in high school or in college, Mm -hmm. or you have to be like, an athlete to run a marathon. And the bottom line is, no, you don't. It helps. Uh, It helps to have a fitness base. It helps to be fit and in shape. Um, But it's not necessary. I mean, uh, Mo and I, just a few years ago, we were not in very good shape. I mean, we posted it to our Instagram. We posted a picture of us back in, I think it was 2015, you know, and we were recently married and we were on the East Coast eating all the cannolis. And- yeah, every cookie in New York and every cannoli yeah. in Boston. We had to try everything in, in New York and Boston. And so fitness just wasn't a priority for us. But um, the second that we made it a priority, it's, it's changed our lives. But um, to answer your question about can a beginner run a marathon, absolutely. Um, but don't make mistakes about it. I mean, it's going to take some work. It's going to take some consistency, which we can dive deeper into. But uh, it's definitely uh, attainable for really anybody. So before we take a kind of deep dive, just on the surface level, someone was wondering like, hey, could I even run a marathon? How long does it actually take to train for a marathon as a beginner? Well, I think it it depends. I think it depends on A, like what goal you've set. So if you want to do, if you're training for a full marathon opposed to a half marathon, your your plans are going to be a little bit different. Um, And typically, like I know Harrison, he's read a couple of different, training plans and books and things like that. And it, they're all so very different, but it's just based on like, I don't know, what would you say? Like you're, I would say you're running based, you know, um, if you're already running 20 miles a week, you know, and you're running three or four times a week, five miles at, at a minimum each, each run, you know, you're probably ready to start a a training plan for a full marathon and and do it in, you know, four months, um, three or four months. But if you can't run a 5k or even a mile for that matter, that's okay. I might want to ask you to give yourself a year, you know, to, to train for that marathon, but Dwayne, you're the pro. What, how would you answer that question? Man, honestly, my answer would have been exactly the same. Like that was perfect. And it really, it kind of um, carries on from what we were talking about last week. Last week we were talking like training cycles and like base building and kind of building that foundation. So I love how you brought that up. 
Um, but yeah, I would say, you know, most of the runners I work with, if they're going to run a marathon, I design like a 16 week plan, or sometimes people do a 20 week plan, but, but like you said, it's all about, all about that base, right? Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) so we can make that a TikTok, you know, right. Hey, yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. We should do a, we should do a joint TikTok. Yeah. We should, we got We got a collab on that. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So Mo and Harrison like to dabble in a little TikTok as well. I've kind of dabbled in a little bit. I haven't been as consistent as I no, need to be, don't. but um <laughs> don't don't go there. We have a TikTok is a whole other monster, man. We have like... a we have a love-hate relationship with TikTok. We'll we'll use it for like a month and then be like, turn it off because it <laughs> takes hours out of our, our day. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, no, it, it takes the, yeah. the focus away from what you need yeah. to do. That's exactly how I felt as well. But yeah, we can, yeah. we can have fun one day and get on That's there. Right. But yeah, no, I would, I would agree um, with as far as lengthwise uh, for training for a marathon. So now um, what do you say? So let's say we have a runner who literally just started in 2021. They're like, all right, I'm going to make a change like pandemic. 2020 yeah. was like the worst year of my life and I'm kind of out of shape and I want to try this running thing. Like what is the bare minimum of someone where now I'm not going to say they're a runner yet. Right. Someone yeah. needs to like, just start running. Like what should they wear? That's a good question. Mm. Mo loves talking about clothes. So we should let her answer this one. <laughs> <laughs> I do, but I think the number one thing that you should have, like if you're training for marathon, personally is to get a good pair of running shoes because when I first started running and this is like throughout, I was a cheerleader growing up. We would like run across, you know, around the track and stuff like that. And, and I, I thought, Oh, I can just put on like any pair of shoes and be perfectly fine running these distances. And it was honestly not until I started training for a marathon seriously that I realized how important it is to be well-fitted for an appropriate, comfortable pair of running shoes. It tremendously helps in terms of like the longevity of like your training and being able to, you know, be healthy with, with just your, your body and your feet and everything like that. But like, I don't know, that was, that's my number one thing. Shoes. Yeah. Shoes. Shoes are important. And that's a whole, you could probably do like a whole Facebook live just on shoes. So I don't know how deep you want to get on that. Yeah. 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 There you go. (laughs) Yeah. I underestimated shoes to be quite honest. And then when, yeah. when we went into one of the running stores locally, I was like, this is a world there's actually what yeah. are Hoka's what are, you know, like Brooks, but just mind blowing. There's but. so many, but when we talk about what to wear, so aside from shoes, cause I, I agree with Mo, that's like, if you wore nothing else outside, you just need a good pair of shoes. Um, I think the the second most important thing is to look at the weather and, and base your outfit on the weather. Mm-hmm. So um, the rule of thumb that we that's worked really well for us is kind of that 20 degrees rule. And I don't know if you've talked about this before, but basically it's whatever temperature it is outside, you want to dress um, as though it's, it's going to be uh, 20 degrees hotter. Mm-hmm. So basically, I don't know if I said that right. Let me break it down. Let me yeah, break yeah. it down a better way. <laughs> so <laughs> if you go outside and you're wearing a short sleeve shirt, as you run, your body's going to feel as though it's about 20 degrees hotter. So if it's 60 degrees outside, and so it's a bit chilly and you put on a jacket, well, by the time you start running, now it's like it's 80 degrees outside. Well, you wouldn't wear a jacket in 80 degrees. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if it's 30 degrees outside, dress as though it's 50. 
if it's 40, dress as though it's 60. Kind of use that as a rule of thumb. And that's worked tremendously for Mo and I, and I think for a lot of the people who follow our show. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that was one of the biggest mistakes you made, right? In your first race, I think I heard on 100%. your podcast. Yeah, yes. you just overdressed. And that's what most <clears throat> beginners do. Like we've all been yeah. there, like everyone. Like guys, those of you who are here on the live, like have you guys overdressed for a race before? Just type in overdressed into the comment box. I'm curious <laughs> to see if you've been there. Yeah. Cause I know I've been there. I definitely like did that race and I wore long sleeves and I was like, oh no. And you just like a mile in and you're like starting yeah. to overheat already. And you're like, holy cow, I picked the wrong outfit, right? Yeah. So no, I, that's a good, that's a good rule of thumb. We never really talked about it in that respect as far as like 20 degrees, but I think that's perfect because yeah. like for me, I think about like a half marathon, my ideal temperature, ideal race outfit is like literally upper 50, 60 degrees. And I'm wearing a yep. tank top shorts. Exactly. Like you're freezing before the race. Yeah. Yeah. But once you get going, yeah, that's like Perfect. Yeah. Well, that's exactly right. So high forties, low fifties, or, or even like low sixties, like you said, is perfect. Um, but yeah, the 20 degrees has worked for, for us, but I think it also depends on, on the individual, right? So if, if you run hot or you run cold or, you know, however, it might be 10 degrees for one person or 15 degrees for another person, but just experiment with that, you know? And like you said, you know, if you've got a race and you know, it's going to get up to 80 degrees by the end of that race, dress for the end of the race, not the beginning of the race, because mm-hmm. a lot of people will show up, you know, to, uh, to race day with like a throwaway jacket, which is perfect. Cause you wear that up to the starting line and then you take it off right before you start discard it to the side. You don't care. Cause you bought it at Goodwill or, you know, 10 bucks at Walmart. And then you'll, you'll just thank yourself later. Yeah, no, that's great advice guys. By the way, if you guys haven't seen that, I dropped last week in our Facebook group that the healthy runner community did grow. Um, so we grew by four more coaches. So we do have a total of five of us as a coaching team. So they're going to be providing a lot more content within our community, within our group, as well as a lot of the programs and services that we'll be able to offer for our running community. So, uh, and Latoya and Whitney, as well as one of those coaches and coach cats here and Lou. So they're all four (gasps) on the live right now. Oh, this is a lot of pressure. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) No, no. The thing that I love about like our coaching team too, is like, we are all so humble and just like you guys, you know, it's just like, they're such good people and they're so humble. And, you know, even if we've been really experienced, like Lou is definitely the fastest of all of us. Right. So he's, he's qualified for Boston. So he's met your goal. Harrison. Yeah. Yeah. so he's like super fast, but he's like super humble, like such a nice guy. And he's like so smart though. He's like just brilliant. Um, so yeah, I'm so excited for our team. Uh, but yeah, a lot of people have overdressed. Dina's been there. Latoya, Whitney's been there. Marva's been there. Uh, Andrea's been there. Kat's been there. Um, Whitney does give the tip of doing arm sleeves. Perfect for Arizona weather. She says, there you go. You know, that's I wonder if Whitney was the one, I don't know. We had a, a, I call them friends. I don't, Listener, I call friends. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a very, I'm a very like loving, let's all hug type of person. <laughs> but um, we had someone because we were talking about this and they did mention arm sleeves. And we haven't we haven't tried it yet, but I'm it's a great idea. Yeah, that's a actually it's fantastic. We'll give idea. that a shot and we'll let oh, you yeah. know how it goes. Oh yeah. Yeah. And uh Coach Kat says, no pressure, guys. She loves this topic. So she said, (laughs) she said, no pressure at all. Um, That's like her passion, like I said. All right, so let's get into this. So we talked about what you should wear. Um, So how should a beginner start to train for a marathon? Or like, how do I 
train for a marathon if I don't have any experience? Yeah, that's a good one. So I think you have to assess your baseline. When you go back to the beginning of our podcast, episode one, you know, the question was, Mo, what's your, what can you do? Because I had already done a, a marathon, but she hadn't run, period. And she said, well, I can probably run a mile, right? But for you, it might be a quarter mile. It might be, you can run for 20 seconds and then you're huffing and puffing, right? So mm -hmm. I, I think you need to first assess where you're at, what's your baseline. And then you can start to do intervals. So you can do, all right, I'm going to run for a minute because that's all I can do. And then I'm going to walk. And then when I feel that I've caught my breath, I can run for another minute, right? And you slowly build. And, you know, maybe you do a couch to 5K, which is basically just uh, a program that will take you from nothing to running a 5K, which is about 3. Point, is it 3.1? 3.1 yep. miles. And then from there, you know, the nice thing about running is you've got a, uh, it's almost like you're, you're, you know, you've got a bar that you're raising, right? You do a 5K, great, check that off the list. You do a 10K, great, check that off the list. And you can go up from there. Um, some people are, are super brave, like Mo, she didn't do a 5k. She didn't do a 10k. She said, I'm doing a half marathon. And you know, she, she committed to it. Brave or crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but what we did is we developed a, a 25 week plan for her. So we said, okay, um, you, you, you can't run period. I mean, she could run, but you know, not uh, an extended period of time. And so on our Instagram, we did a, a zero to 20, uh, zero to half marathon plan. It was 25 weeks. So literally the mm -hmm. first week it was like, I think three or four miles total for the whole week. Yeah. And it was just slowly building you up that 10% rule going up 10% week over week. So you're not getting injured topic that you love. Um, and so, but stick to that 10% rule and you'll be surprised what your body can do. And one thing that's so amazing about running is that it's a superpower that we all have. It's so incredible to see how quickly our bodies can change and adapt. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's important also to know that, you know, if you're going to like how to start running, you don't necessarily have to actually run. Like if you like, for instance, my mom wants to do a 5k and she's always been super intimidated because she's like, I can't run. And I was, I was like, well, you don't have to necessarily run the 5k. So she's like, well, I'm going to start walking. So she, her plan is to start walking and building that. Like we talked about that base, what she can do, what she can't do, and then see where she goes from there. So I think it's also just altering your mindset, you know, like not necessarily thinking you got to run it, just that you got to do it. Yeah. And I think you got to enjoy it. You know, if you're setting crazy goals that are just way out of reach, um, chances are you, you'll get hurt and chances are you're not going to enjoy the process. So do whatever is realistic um, that you're going to enjoy, but also that pushes you a little bit because if you just say, all right, I'm just going to run one mile a day, you know, forever, you're never going to improve. Um, of course, it's going to be hard to set those goals a little bit further. You know, I was with my brother, he, he came into town and he's not a runner, not a runner, as people always say. And I said, just run with me. Stop when you, when you can't go any further. And he ran for two miles. You know, he's like, wow, I haven't run for two miles since probably, probably ever in my whole life, you know? So yeah, I mean, it, you got to get past the mental block, but keeping in mind that you don't want to push it too far because you risk injury at that point. Wow. Such great sound advice. Like I love it. Um, I couldn't agree more. I, I'm not even honestly going to add anything to that because you said it so well, I could not even do it justice. Oh, so I'm going to no. leave it there. <laughs> no, seriously. Um, so progression is key, right? And yeah. that's what you talked about. And our bodies adapt. Our bodies are amazing and they can adapt. And I agree with everything that you said. So if someone is thinking about doing their first marathon, what is a good marathon time for, for a beginner? Uh, <laughs> so my personal answer 
is just finishing. <laughs> um, however, I will say though, if you are trying to qualify for Boston or another race, like it all varies. So it varies on your age. Mm -hmm. Um, and it also, what's the other factor? Gender. Gender. Yep. Yep. Um, age and gender. Like I forgot what was the, Oh, is it Lou? Is it Lou yeah. who qualified? I wonder, he probably knows what it is for, for the male qualification times. Yeah. But like, I know for Harrison, he's got that ultimate goal. What is it? Three, it's three hours. Three yeah. Hours, yeah. Three hours. Um, and then for me though, I, I really don't have a specific, like, I guess time, well time. I will say though, with my, um, half marathon, I, I knew that I wanted to just finish it. Right. I just wanted to finish the, the race. I, I set a goal to finish and to run the entire time. That was just a personal thing that I wanted to do. Um, and then my third thing was, Hey, if, if I happen to finish and if I happen to run the whole time, it would be great to finish it in like four hours. Cause then my pace was like around what, like 10, 10 minutes. No, you're talking the full or yeah, the, no, half. the half, the half. So two hours, then. The two hours, sorry. Two hours, four hours. If four it, were hours full. The, if yeah. it was the full. Yeah, yeah. that's right. That yeah. would be amazing. No, <laughs> yeah. A four hour. <laughs> yeah. A full and Sorry. Full in two hours. Yeah. We've got Elliot Kipchoge Jr. Right here. <laughs> no. I love so, it. But yeah. There's, there's no good time to answer the question, Dwayne. I mean, not to beat around the bush. There's just no good time. Every time is good because everybody's uh, different and has a different set of goals. You know, um, we're all built differently. We all have a different fitness level. I think maybe just if you've never run before, figure out what your easy run pace is and, and then just mm -hmm. kind of multiply that out by 26 miles, you know, and you can kind of use that as a baseline um, or, or look at the cutoff time, six hours or six and a half hours, you know, that just kind of make that your end of your goal and, and just, you know, strive for something. But I think for your first marathon, try not to have a time goal, just try to get out there, have fun and, and uh, really learn from that experience because what you don't want is to stress yourself out mm -hmm. uh, with a specific time you go out too fast and then you can't finish the marathon. Cause that would be a, tr a real, a real bummer. And then um, probably would, would taint your marathon experience for a long time. You know, I think you want to just finish, get that feeling. What is it like, what to expect? Mm -hmm. And then you can start working on some time goals. Yeah, absolutely. And I've only run one full marathon. So I think my, I'm kind of losing track here, but my half marathon is like my jam. I get, I think it's 26 I've run, um, nice. but the full, I've only done one. And yeah. I did set a goal of getting under four hours, but I knew in the back of my mind, I was like, this is my first one. And yeah. you know, I just want to finish it. And unfortunately I did cramp up at mile yeah. 20 before I heard about salt tabs and all of that. And I had like these salt crystals all over my skin. It was like the weirdest thing because oh. that never happened to me before. And yeah. unfortunately that happened where every muscle cramped up for a good six miles where my legs were like stiff and I couldn't even bend Oof. my knees. Um, so it was a very painful experience for the last six miles, but I did finish. And so yeah. I'm happy that I did finish, but you're right. I think you're right in the fact of if you set a time goal and you don't achieve it like you're disappointed in yourself and if it's your yeah. first 26.2 like i was damn proud i was like holy yeah. crap like yeah. i rent i like you guys i never ever number one consider myself a runner so mm -hmm. i've always been like a gym person in college and after college and i never ran till i had hip surgery and then i started running 10 years ago and even then it was like four years into my journey that i even call myself a runner, right? Cause that's what we do, right? We never yeah. are like, yeah, I'm a runner. Um, yeah. but 
same thing. I would like never call myself a marathoner and I just wanted to finish. But I think if you set a time goal, then you're just setting yourself up for disappointment. So anyone's first race, honestly, I tell the runners I work with, you know, nowadays is just like our goal is to finish. And then we have a baseline to go from there. And then you can set goals based upon that and how you did. And then obviously there are so many dynamics as far as the environment um, how did you fuel in your nutrition, yeah. hydration, everything. Right. So for me, like cramping up, you know, good example, I bonked and yeah. it happened and hopefully I will run another full one day and yes, I'll be able will. to, yeah. So I'll be able to kind of get a little revenge if you will, um, on that experience, yeah. but setting the time, time goals will just kind of set you up for failure. So, yeah, I was kind of asking you that question just to, because I just want to get the point across that if you're a beginner and you're listening to this right now, don't focus on the time for your first marathon or even half marathon, like just focus on finishing the distance, right? You're doing something that 99% of the population cannot do, (laughs) right? So you should be proud about that. So no, I I agree um, completely. So what should, let's say someone's getting ready, right? They're scheduled for their marathon. Maybe they're doing a virtual one early uh, spring or they're doing one late spring. Um, what should someone expect from their first marathon? Like, what did you guys experience either running your first half marathon um, or running your first uh, 26.2 Harrison? What should you expect? That's a great question, Dwayne. Mo, do you want to take this one? Yeah, my, my experience, because I haven't ran in like an in-person marathon yet it, it's probably going to be a little bit different in terms of expectations but I will tell you what you could possibly expect from like running the distance of the miles is that um it it might it might test you mentally it, so what I mean by that is you know I knew that I was going to have to to do um the 13.1 miles and I knew that it was going to it was going to happen eventually. So like, I think right before, um, I ran my marathon, I think my longest distance was like 12 to 12. Mm -hmm. It was 12. And so I was like, Oh, this I can do Like I just did it. I can do it. But I will tell you going into, um, and starting my half marathon virtually, I started psyching myself out a little bit. Um, I started thinking like, Whoa, wait, is this technically, I'm technically running this. What's gonna, what's happening. And so there's definitely going to be a little bit of, at least for me, there's going to be a a mind game. Um, just the fact that everything you've been training for is happening in this moment. So it's not no longer like a training run. Yeah. It's a surreal experience. I, I experienced the exact same thing. Mine was in my full about five miles in and I was like, Whoa, like I'm in the race. I've been training all this time. Everybody's expecting me to finish, but I'm only five miles in. Like I have 21 more to go. And so, it, yeah, it's a mind game. So I say, I would say, just try not to overthink it. Mm-hmm. Just, just pretend it's another training run. Yes. You know, I, I was running my marathon and there was a couple uh, that I sparked conversation with. Cause I'm, I'm that guy who nobody wants to be around, but I just <laughs> chat you up while we're in the middle of a marathon. So sorry if, if I find you guys on the course, but um, found out they're from California and they're just like, yep, it's just another training run for us. And we ended up finishing really close to each other, but, um, and that stuck with me, you know, it, it is just another training run and look at it that way. Um, as far as expectations on race day, uh, I would say there, there will be things that go wrong, you know, and, and to try to just know that's going to happen. For example, on my virtual half, my 
I talked about this in our episode, but my speakers started cutting out and I'm, I'm one, I, I have to run to something cause I get bored. I, I have ADHD. So I just, I just, I get way too, uh, I have a hard time focusing. And so I need that music or that podcast in my ear. Um, you know, in my, in my full, I bonk just like you did Dwayne. So something is going to go wrong and be okay with that. Just expect that's going to happen. Yeah. I, that's happened to me so many times too. And I'm exact same way. Like I always need to listen to something in my ear. Yeah. Um, so if it's a fast run, then it's music. If it's a slow, yeah. easy run, mm. it's going to be a podcast. Yes. And oh, that happens so to me. I, we really are. It's like <laughs> crazy. We have the same watch. <laughs> we have the same watch. Like, I've got black. You've I got white. Your haircuts look similar. Same hair. <laughs> what is I happening? like the brother, my long lost brother. <laughs> I hope when I'm 40, I look as good as Dwayne. <laughs> I will say Dwayne, when he first told me that he's like, yeah, like Dwayne, like, he's like, he's like, I just, I need to look like him. When I'm like, I'm like, okay, Harrison. Dwayne's got me beat in the <laughs> when muscle. I get old. That's my, that's, <laughs> <When> I, <laughs> no, 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 no. no <laughs> when I get 40. <laughs> when I grow up. No, when he always says when he's, when he grows up, but no, but seriously, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've, you've got us on the, on the, on the muscle building aspect <laughs> you look at these videos that you put out we're like, yeah, just watch our dynamic we watch it every jacked. morning you're just like how is he i'm like holding on to something <laughs> you guys are too kind but yeah no it's it's definitely not what what it used to be back in my glory days so i'm always trying we, uh, to you know trying what? to get post, better you should post a picture in the comments later maybe uh all right we gotta see we gotta see like a show did you do shows are you a bodybuilder <laughs> No, man. I see a speedo picture. No. Come on. No. Oh, okay. I might have had one in a college dorm one time. You know, you, you and your roommates, you know, you're like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my goodness. All right. So we're going to like get so off track here. But this is, I could just like talk to you guys forever. Um, so, all right. We talked about expectations. So now let's talk about preparation. So as you guys know, like I'm a big planner and I kind of sent you a little outline of what we were doing tonight. But what do you think about what tips can you share with runners out there who are running their first uh, marathon in terms of like preparation? How do you prepare? Okay. I'm going to take this because Harrison, <laughs> he, so when I did my 12 mile run training run before the, the marathon, I was like, Oh, I'll just, I'll go to sleep at like midnight and I'll just wake up at, you know, the time I need to like five and I don't need to like drink water and I don't need, that was the biggest mistake <laughs> because I like before my virtual race day, I can't even tell you the fact of like, you know, getting an adequate amount of sleep and hydration. It's huge. It's huge. And even just waking up, um, like what, like half an hour to like, four. Oh, I'd say a lot more than oh, that. Okay. Like, <laughs> I think it depends. <laughs> it depends. But like for me waking up a significant time, earlier than I was originally planning helped me tremendously because my actual half marathon compared to my training 12 mile marathon were total opposites in, yeah. in preparation. And I can tell you that, like, I was like, wow. Like when you actually prepared, yes, your results were so much better than yes, my when pace, you just winged it. Like, and again, I wasn't focused on time, but I did notice going back over with Harrison, my pace, and it was yeah, she night did great. She it was crushed night it. and day. Yeah, so sleep, um, uh, hydration, and that's not a, and eating the right amount of like carbs and protein um, the night before, even like days leading up, was yeah. really significant for me. 
Yeah, the, the question of preparation, Dwayne, is, is so deep because it's preparation for the race, but it's also actual preparation, you know, for your whole training cycle. So I think it really depends on what you want to dive into here, because, you know, if it's how do you prepare for, for race day, you know, the week of race, you know, race week, then, then that's a different answer than oh, I think. Oh, yeah. Sorry, you know, I kind of, clarified. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I, I think there's so many ways you could take this one. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I would even add into the fact of, yes, you need to prepare before a race. And then we also preach like practice what you pre, you know, practice Mm -hmm. as you prepare. So even those long runs, training runs, Mo, that you were doing like the 12 mile or 11, like I would have told you, I want you to wake up at the same exact time. You're going to wake up for your race. I want you to eat the same exact thing you're going to eat. I want you to hydrate how you're going to hydrate for the race. So then it's like, more familiar because we already talked about like our minds are already like playing tricks on us on race day anyway right for that first race so Mm -hmm. if you can have as many things as normal as possible for your first like 13.1 your first 26.2 then i think that helps and that's why i strategically also planned my first marathon in kind of my home court um if you will because i'm originally from new york so i grew up on long island and i always would love to run New York City Marathon, right? So I always figured, because I'm like a New Yorker, I love going into the city, always used to go into the city, take like dance classes and like hanging out and stuff in the city. So it would be like, it'd be cool to run through the city. But I said to myself, do I want my first experience that I'm already going to be nervous about, like whether or not I'm going to finish, like, do I want to have to leave my house at like 2 a.m. from Connecticut, sit around for like three or four hours before the race starts, not know, like have clothes that I'm never going to see again. Right. So like all these variables that like, yeah, no control over. So I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, I did the Hartford half marathon three years in a row. I know exactly where I park. I know exactly where the start line is. I know exactly what it looks like. You know what I mean? So you're already like familiar with things. And so I think the more things as a beginner that you're familiar with and you do the same nutrition, same hydration, same Mm -hmm. shoes, you don't get Mm -hmm. new shoes. Mm -hmm. You don't try new food the week of the race, you know, no new clothing, chafing, right? Harrison, chafing. (laughs) you take care of that. You use your body glide, right? You you got to test all that out. Use a whole and, can of body glide race. No, I'm just kidding. Hey, I, I've never actually mentioned this on my podcast, but you did on yours. So I'm going to go there because you're <laughs> yeah. brave enough. But fellas, the band-aids on the nipples, yes. like I do it every race. Oh, yeah, I do, it. I do it. I heard you talk about it. You have to. Oh, if yeah. I'm going any any more than about an hour, I still I do it. I mean, because it's just you don't know what's going to happen. And the last thing you want, if you're doing like, let's say a 10 mile run, having to stop early or having to like, just be completely, you know, in misery the next few days. So yeah, you don't want an Andy Bernard from the office. I don't know if you watch the office, but there's an episode where they run like a five K is a five K oh and he, he's he, bleeding. He's bleeding. It's like, amazing. You have to watch. It's called fun run. And so that, that the concept of chafing was open to us when we watched that. And so Harrison's like, that's not going to happen to me. Yep. Yeah, I think if anyone's uh, hasn't heard that uh, advice before, and I know myself, I did a half marathon and I started bleeding. It's the most painful experience. Oh, yeah. It Uh, wasn't like down my shirt, but I've been at races where literally you see guys finishing with like blood streaks down their tank tops. I'm like, what? Are you joking? Like, how do you even finish? I don't know how you, I don't know how you get to that point because you would think in the training runs, you know, that you would have learned the lesson, but. I haven't, that hasn't happened to me because I take the precautions. Absolutely. 
yeah, you need it. So band-aids, yeah. fellas, uh, over the nipple <laughs> to prevent chafing. Yeah. Um, the body glide isn't enough over nipples. It really is. No, um, no, it doesn't work. You put it in other areas where the skin rubs, but yep. yeah, no. So yeah. <laughs> I, we got sidetracked again, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think no, that's, that's a great hey, That's tip. not sidetracked. That's, that's important. important. That's yeah. really important. That is. That's preparation. <laughs> that's probably the most important preparation advice we're going to give yeah. you on the Healthy Runner podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah. So let me uh, catch up on comments here. Lou was saying that, um, yes, the first goal in a race is to enjoy it. So not to think about time as well as a good time for a first marathon. I think this is a good tip is to finish without an injury, right? So finishing walking away from your race without hobbling away and then you're injured, then you can't run for the next four weeks or, you know, a couple of months. Um, Shauna, thank you so much for jumping on here. Maritz is here on the live. And then Kat says, I'm that girl in the marathon. She loves to strike up conversations, especially during <laughs> the leader miles. It helps. It helps pass yeah, the time. It does. The I'm not the only one. <laughs> yeah. All right. It, it's, it's one of those things where you have to distract your mind, you know, so you don't overthink it. Yeah. So let's talk fuel for a little bit. Um, so how do you fuel when running a marathon or a half marathon? What do you guys... Uh, what have you learned so far and some kind of advice that you would give a beginner runner? Yeah, it's going to, yeah, it's going to depend on, on the distance. So half marathon is going to be a whole different conversation than a full. I think we should talk about the half first. So um, when Mo ran her first half, did you take any, you took some fuel, right? During the race? Oh, yes. What yeah. did, what did, what's your fuel of preference? The waffles. She loves the waffles. Have you heard of the waffles, the honey stinger stinger? I yeah. have. I've stinger? never tried them personally, but I've heard of them. I yeah. love them. <laughs> Harrison, though, he he there's some other things that he's taken. And I've tried a couple other things, but I love the waffles. And the thing about me with the half is I actually didn't take like any fuel until like mile 10. And Harrison's like, Mo, <laughs> you say you're you're, you know, you're feeling great. And I'm like, yeah. And then like, he's like, you, you gotta like, gotta back it up here. And then he's like, try taking it earlier, you know, halfway through, or even, you know, and then seeing how the rest of your run goes. And I did do that. And when I, when I actually fueled and drank water, like literally I didn't drink any water and I didn't eat anything or fuel anything up until mile 10. True story. And it was, I thought I was fine, but um, I saw a significant difference though, in how I was able to finish the race and just overall, just how I was feeling physically. So, yeah, so I take the, the waffles, the yep. honey stinger waffles, and then obviously water. Yeah. So, and I, I, I say that about the, the distances it matters because on a, in a half marathon, you know, your body kind of already has all the fuel that it needs. You know, you could carboload the, the days leading up to it, you could hydrate. And technically, I mean, you could get out there, you could run that half marathon without drinking or eating anything. You'd probably struggle the last few miles, mm-hmm. but um, your body has it w- within, you know, but I would say, yeah, for, for a half marathon, definitely maybe take two gels, you know, space them out, you know, one at four miles and one at eight miles, something like that. Um, the, the rule of thumb is when you're, when you're doing a race, uh, especially a longer race is about 30 to 60 grams of carbs per hour. And, uh, it's going to depend on your body weight. And so for a full marathon, you want to take that in, uh, right from the start. And we've got an episode in the pipeline with a dietitian who's going to go over all of this in detail. And Mo and I don't claim to be pros at all. We just know the very basics. And that is just taking enough fuel to, to where you're not going to, uh, bonk at the end. And 
honestly, I can't tell you from experience how to do it the right way. Cause I did it the wrong way. So oh. I bonked hard. And I, that was because I wasn't taking enough gels. I was taking one gel every 45 minutes, which when I, when I did the math and I figured how many grams of carbs were in, in that, uh, that gel packet. And then every 45 minutes, it wasn't enough carbs to keep my body sustained, which is probably why I bonked so hard at the end. So you really want to make sure you carb load leading up to that race, which we could talk more about if you want to, but um, also throughout the race, you need to be taking in those carbs, whether it's, you know, it might be the waffles like Mo, it might be the gels, like the honey stingers or the goose. Um, one thing that I just got into honey stinger makes little gummies. They're like little circular gummy bites. They're delicious. Um, so that's going to be kind of my new thing, but I think it really depends on how much space you have, you know, we like the flip belt, you can only fit, there's only so much real estate within the flip belt, you know, so when you're running a full marathon, um, gels seem to be the smallest, the most condensed, but some people, they can't, their stomach can't make it work. So it's really going to depend on, on what you've practiced throughout your training. Uh, to your point earlier, you, you don't want to implement any new products or foods on race day. Uh, you want to only use what you've been training with. So, but to answer the question, how do you fuel for a race. I think it's a loaded question. I think you're going to have to uh, listen to either one of your episodes. If you've done one on, on fueling, or we've got uh, season two, episode two, we, we had a dietitian on, she's a Boston qualifying uh, marathoner. And she gave, she went into depth, what to eat before, what to eat during and what to eat after. Yeah, no, that's, that's great advice. And we've had some previous episodes on like hydration and fueling um, yeah. with you can was on the show. And then we also awesome. had crank crank sports as well. And they, they have e-fuel their gels. And I know a lot of people use you can um, they're super starch and that's been helpful. And actually yeah. next week, we're actually having a dietitian on the healthy runner podcast. Perfect. Oh, so, cool. um, so Jen Giles is going to talk about sports nutrition for runners. So we're going to do that. Um, episode as well. And yeah, no, it's such an important part. And like Mo, I would highly recommend like for your second half, even though you don't feel like you need it, mm -hmm. I would say start earlier before mile okay. 10, because honestly, your body technically does need it and you would feel the difference in performance. And then the other thing is it is going to matter depending upon the climate too. So mm -hmm. if you run a hotter or more humid yeah. half, Right. That makes a huge difference in terms right. of like your electrolytes and the amount of fuel that you need for your race. And yeah, Harrison, like the marathon is like another animal. And I think even everything we talked about in terms of the preparation, in terms of the expectations, the fueling that we talked about in this episode is like the marathon's not just like times two. Like, I feel like it should be like times three or four, even yeah. though it's only double the distance because mm -hmm. the effect, the compound interest <laughs> it has on your ah, body yeah. and the, the demands it places and going through it myself, the training is just like a different animal, different beast. And that's why, honestly, I haven't done another one yet because I felt what my body went through during that time period. And then yeah. the time commitment it takes for the training is just like huge amounts, like a, a significant difference from, you know, training for a half marathon. So yeah. yeah, for those of you who are listening to this and you are training for the full, um, just make sure like everything that Harrison and Mo is sharing is like very, very sound advice and really need to make sure you cover like all those bases that we talked about yeah. um, in this episode. So guys, we're getting down to the final stretch here. So this right. is like the final stretch of your race. Um, so if you could change one thing about the misconception of running your first marathon or half marathon, what would that be? 
Hmm. Harrison, you go first. Yeah. The, the misconception that a lot of people have is that they could never do it. Right. And, uh, I, I would like to remove that from everybody's minds. Like anybody could do it. Honestly, you just got to put in the time and, uh, you know, where, where, where you put your energy and your focus, you know, that that's where your results are going to, are going to flow to. And so I think it's, I think it's so important to change that mindset and, um, to really believe in yourself, you know, make sure that you, um, tell yourself, well, look, if everybody else who finishes a half marathon or a full marathon can do it, I can do it too, you know, and start there and, uh, give yourself enough time. But, but yeah, I think that's the biggest misconception is people think that, that they can, they just can't do it. They're not a runner. And that's just not true. Yeah. And I think for me, I don't know if this is necessarily a misconception, but for me personally, I think the biggest thing was not putting myself in a box of I'm not good enough to run a marathon or I don't have enough experience to run a marathon. So similar to what Harrison said, but like for me, I know it was running a marathon um, and training for a full marathon has really allowed me to um, find myself and have confidence in myself and in my abilities. And so I think it's just important for anyone who not, not, not necessarily if they want to like become physically fit, but just if they want to become like, just like mentally fit, emotionally fit, like running is, is kind of a whole 360 thing for me. Like it's going to do that to give you the, the tools that you need to like be the best version of yourself. And that's been my experience. So I don't know if that's not, that's not really a misconception. That's just kind of what I learned. It works. Mo. I don't know. It works. Oh. It did. It, worked. it, was, it was perfect. Awesome. It was perfect. <laughs> I'm probably going to use it as like the soundbite in the beginning no. of the episode. There you go. <laughs> you know, what's funny no. is the, the sound bites always come from Mo. She's just like, no, she's like, they do not. She's like Yoda. Every time we do one of these things, no, Yoda. But you're like way more beautiful, no. obviously, than Yoda. But like, that is adorable. That's not why. I but all every interview we do, all the promo, it's Mo. No, <laughs> don't, don't, no. Here, my my responses are so canned and generic. It's like no. yours are like oh. actual from the heart. You no, know? no, no. Once, oh, once I connect the dots, something once one or two things comes out. <laughs> See, see how much I love the chemistry, you guys. That's why I love listening to your podcast. <laughs> this is awesome. Um, so I'm sure there's going to be many um, runners out there who've learned something today and they want to learn more about kind of your marathon training for beginners podcast or your Facebook community. How best can they learn more and find out more about you guys? Well, we call ourselves the crummy marathoners. Mm -hmm. It's a play on our last name, but truly we are pretty crummy at it. And, and, you know, we don't Not claim to admit it. <laughs> yeah. We look, we have fun doing it. Like it takes all the pressure off, you know? So anyways, crummy marathoner. So you can go to Instagram, uh, TikTok, uh, and Facebook. We do have a Facebook page, but we just started it and it's, you know, there's nobody there. So go, you can go like our page. It's at crummy marathoners, but really where we spend our time on Facebook is our, uh, our group, our community. It's, um, marathon training for beginners, comma, full and a half. So if you're training for a full or a half for your very first one, or you still consider yourself a beginner, or even if you're an experienced runner, come join the group because you could contribute a lot to yeah. people who are just learning. And it's, it's really fulfilling to be able to help people who are just getting into the sport. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and then of course our, our podcast. <laughs> absolutely oh, <yeah>. your podcast <laughs> yeah, you can and find it anywhere marathon training for beginners correct yep mm -hmm. stitcher uh 
Apple, Amazon, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, you can search either Chromey Marathoners or you can search Marathon Training for Beginners. And guys, make sure you subscribe to their podcast. So that is the only way Spotify or Apple knows that you actually like the content in a podcast. So we get many people who listen and you just kind of uh, listen to the episode. But if you don't subscribe, then those platforms don't know that it was actually good and then yeah. can recommend episodes. So make sure you subscribe to their podcast. And if you haven't yet, subscribe to the Healthy Runner podcast as well. Right. I would greatly appreciate it. Um, so thank you guys who jumped here on the Facebook Live. Our audience here, you guys are awesome. Um, give Harrison and Mo a couple of like thumbs up. Give them a couple of loves uh, for taking their time away from their young family that they have to kind of share um, some information for us to help us as beginner runners. So we talked a lot about kind of expectations, mindset. You even got into like you were a little Jedi there. Like maybe it is a little Yoda play. I don't I'm know. Like you, little Jedi I love stuff. Star Wars. I'm just <laughs> manifesting it. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, we talked mindset, we talked fueling, we talked expectations, preparation. So if you guys just jumped on here now, you're going to want to catch the beginning of this. And then definitely those who are watching the replay on our Spark Your Training YouTube channel, thank you so much for tuning in. And if you're listening to the podcast, definitely like you know, copy this uh, link to the podcast, share it with a friend who's thinking about starting running, mm -hmm. or if, you know, you think running can help them out, you've seen the benefits of running yourself, uh, share it with them. So thank you guys so much, seriously, for sharing your story and taking the time to educate us all. I wouldn't say educate Dwayne, but entertain <laughs> rather. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it was, was entertaining. Just, was, uh, we, we thank you for allowing us to be in your presence. So yeah. So thank I, you oh, for stop. having us. No, as always, you guys are the rock stars. Yeah, no, as always, go check out Dwayne's podcast. And uh, he's on our podcast as well. Uh, season two, episode. And that was a huge eight, one, maybe? by the way. Yeah. I don't know if was Harrison it? told nice. you. I think it's our, oh, yeah. our second or third most popular. <laughs> yes, so yeah, yes. way to go, oh. Dwayne. Cool. Yeah. We probably should have mentioned that, huh? That uh, we did that episode on your show. So yeah, if you guys want to hear about kind of the the five tips for healthy running we talked about, mm -hmm. as yep. well as common running injuries. Um, check mm -hmm. that out on the Marathon for Trainers, uh, Marathon Training for Beginners <laughs> podcast. Mouthful. Yeah, yeah I, there you go. I messed it up there. Yeah, no, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much for agreeing to come on. And it was so nice to, I met Harrison before, but first time meeting you, Mo. Uh, this has been great. Seriously, such a treat. Hey, yes, and by the way, so thank you for your Christmas card. It was beautiful. You have a beautiful oh, family. Oh, awesome. Thank you. I'm glad that you got it. I'm glad we it got made it. it its way to Arizona. <laughs> All the way here. A, nice. So guys, this thanks again cool. for everyone who tuned in. Remember, every Monday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we go live within the Healthy Runner Facebook group. So keep us in mind in your schedule so you can get your running questions answered. Next episode, we're talking sports nutrition for runners with registered dietitian, Jen Giles. So thank you again. Remember, stay active, stay healthy, and just keep running. Until next time. See you, everybody. Thanks, Dwayne. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Healthy Runner Podcast. Can I please ask you for a couple of favors? Can you subscribe to The Sucker wherever you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever so you never miss another episode? You'll be notified when a new episode drops every Thursday. Can you also please leave me a rating and review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts? What I want you to do is to tell them how awesome you are as a runner and then tell them what you have liked most about the show. I love to hear what you have to say. I read all of them and it means a lot to me. 
If you haven't seen the video version of this podcast, then head over to youtube.com forward slash spark your training. And you can see the video version as well as our full video library of exercises that are specific to your running on the Spark Your Training YouTube channel. Also, if you like the content in this podcast, then you will like the community even better. Head over to our Healthy Runner free Facebook group so you can get all the bonus content, blog articles, and get your questions answered by myself and our team of Healthy Runner coaches. The fifth and final thing I want you to do is that you can help this podcast out by taking a screenshot wherever you're listening, whatever episode, and put it in your stories on Instagram and tag me. That is at SparkYourTraining. If you do this, I'll give you a shout out and repost it, sharing your running wins while listening to the podcast. More importantly, we'll be able to share this information with a lot more runners because that is the goal, guys. We want to get this information in front of as many runners as possible to help them stay healthy so they can stay on the road doing what they love. So take a screenshot, share it on Instagram stories, and tag me in it. You can also find out how I help runners as well as our brand new Healthy Runner Strength Program by visiting our website, sparkyourtraining.com. Thank you so much for listening, and I just love our Healthy Runner family. And remember, guys, let's stay active, stay healthy, and just keep running. Until next time.